Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome to episode 7 of the Sports for Dummies podcast. My name is Hope Ellen and I'm joined every week by my wonderful co-star, Lewis Pierce. Now this is a podcast for you if you know everything about sports like Lewis or you know absolutely nothing like moi. We're here to tell you the biggest stories of the week and have a little giggle along the way. Lewis, you've been busy at festivals once again. How are you? Yes, I'm well, thank you. I'm back. I came back from Greenbelt Festival. For any of those listening that did go, I don't know if people did, but they may have done. Um, yeah, I came back. That was actually in Northampton up near Kettering. So actually, so not that far from you, but it is far from you. Yeah, no, but, it's not that far from me. Yeah, if, I go, if I go anywhere in the car, I have to drive that way most of the time. There you go. So I was up that way. Um, and you know, it was really good fun. It was very interesting. There was some there was some music, some poetry, some like um some kind of talks, interactive QAs. Was it a lot of, like people from different walks of life, all kind of a faith-based thing. So it's a Christian festival, but they ask bigger questions and stuff. So yeah, it was it was really, really good. How's uh, how's your week been? Yeah, it's been good. I mean, family time overload, but it's been lovely spending time with the family. I mean, yesterday, basically my brother's back from America with his wife. And they've ex- they also extended their flights. They're meant to be going home this weekend, but now they're going home next weekend, Aww, which is nice. lovely. Yeah. Um, so I've had my, my nieces and my nephew round more or less every night, and we've just been having, yeah, making loads of nice memories, and it's been really, really nice just to, just to, just can't get my words out just to chill. And you know what, Lewis? I woke up quarter of an hour ago, hence why I can't get my words out. Actually, that's <laughs> not an excuse. Every week I can't get my words out. And that would be at like six o'clock in the evening. So I've got no excuse. I can't talk. <laughs> Hope that is that's okay. And the question for you is for your nieces and ne- is there a, was there a nephew in there? There's yeah, there's a nephew. Yeah. yeah. Do they have American accents then? No. So this is the thing. When I explain this, it sounds like my brother's kids. They're my sister's kids who live here, but we've been having family time. Oh, uh, because I got really, really confused. I was like. Okay, I'm I know. now with you. I understand. And I put right. a post on Insta yesterday and it was like, oh, my brother's come back and we're spending loads of family time. And it looked like they're their kids, but they're actually my sister's kids. Gotcha. Okay, so there you go. Big family. Big family. Yeah. I mean, yesterday, my little nephew, Charlie, bless him, he's seven. He realised that Uncle Joe and Auntie Lauren are going home soon. And he literally had a big meltdown. Oh, he had to have no. a little pep talk. Yeah, he got oh, really sad. Poor kid. I mean, he keeps ignoring me because I'm not fun. <laughs> you're the boring you're the boring I'm the aunt. boring one he doesn't even like I opened the door the other day and he looked at me and went where's Uncle Joe I was like well thanks Charlie that is wow, <laughs> no, that no is, hug for me that is rude oh well do you know what at least though you know where he stands I guess and then this is even funnier the other day Joe and Lauren were round there I arrived and Charlie looked at me and went you're not invited <laughs> yeah, that's where, that's where I think that he must. Uh, love, he, he probably loves thanks. you the most, even if he doesn't pretend like he does. He probably does. <laughs> He's only a kid. It's just funny. I was like, "That's rude." Yeah. All right. Cheers, mate. Anyway. Cheers. Um, anyway, moving on to today's lots of stories. I'm assuming. Yes, we've got. It's interesting. <laughs> I hope quite quite a mix of stories. We've got one that we I've kept from last week, and then we've got one that's interesting. I'd be interested to hear your opinion on, uh, and a man 
as always, who pops up in the news for all, not the wrong reasons, but all the funny reasons, I would say. Um, but we're going to start with an amazing, again, I, I would say one of the most inspirational stories of the year and something actually that's really warmed hearts of all football fans across the world. And I would say most people across the world hasn't been much coverage on it, really. But um, even still, we're going to talk about it, of course, because it's a Sports for Dummies podcast, people. And this is what we do. We cover the stories that aren't always in the media. So I hope Yeah, talking- because this is a place to go for expertise expertise and insight into things that the normal what the regular world wouldn't cover so hope today we're talking about the ukrainian football league which has returned also known as the ukrainian premier league okay literally not heard anything about this so you're right see there you go which is very interesting really because actually kind of the the basis around it starting up again after obviously six or seven months of it not happening is is interesting. So, yeah, so it's been six months, Hope, since the league. Um, unfortunately, well, it's a bit more complicated than that. But we'll kind of, I'll give you the full Sports Adami's rundown. This um, conversation also might take the majority of our time because it's quite complicated and in-depth. Um, and there's lots of different areas to cover of this. But in short, to give some context. So Don't even do it in short, Lewis. This is something the media is not covering. We're doing it good. <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're doing it right. We're ready for it. So... No football has actually been played, Hope, since mid-December in Ukraine. So lots of teams in Europe often have winter breaks. And what that means is they go on break for a couple of months. Of course, Ukraine being a country, a bit like Russia, which gets especially cold in the winter, they break from sort of December, January time all the way through to February. Now, they were due to resume playing on February 25th. But as most people will know, the war in Ukraine broke out or Russia's invasion into Ukraine broke out um, mid-February. And so the league was then suspended and then abandoned in April. So there's been no football since February. And the first match was played on August 23rd. That was Shakhtar Donetsk against Metalist Kharkiv at the Olympic, the capital Olympic Stadium in Kiev, or Kiev as some people say. Now, I want to say as well, before we kind of get going on this, I apologise for any pronunciation in advance because there are some teams' names that I absolutely cannot say and I don't really know how you say them. So apologies for getting some of them wrong. Um, Lewis, I was about to say... You are very good at pronouncing things. <laughs> really? <laughs> Genuinely, I was about to say, because I really struggle with pronouncing things. And even, to, but I'll give you an example. Last weekend, I was at the KSI, um, oh, yeah. last Friday actually, KSI weigh-in. And he said Logan Paul, he wasn't there. And there's a guy who's a promoter, and I was practising his name all week. Because I was like, I've not met him before. Oh, no. He could give me a job in the future. <laughs> Let's let's really get it right. Practicing, practicing, practicing. Got there, was asking everyone, oh, how do I say his name? How do I say his name? Got in my own head so badly. Oh, dear, dear, dear. <laughs> I could even put the clip in here. <laughs> and I went, hello there. <laughs> I'm good, thank you. It's Hope Ella now with Kale. Uh, sorry, let me say that again. Say again? What? Like, how do I say your name? Kala. Kala. You know what? I've been studying your name because it's the first yeah. time we've met. Yeah. And I've been practising. I've still got it wrong. It's and Kala. surname. Sourland. 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 Sour. Right, let's start that again, Nishu. It's Hope Helen for Behind the Gloves, now with Kella Sourland. Said it right, yeah? I hope so, yeah. <laughs> I, I should know that, really. I standing here if you didn't. Oh, there we uh, go, there don't... we go. So, uh, Kale saw the land, and then I went, oh, sorry, that's not right, is it? How do you say your name? <laughs> And he went, it's Keller. Oh, no. Sourland. Sour <laughs> Kellogg's sore face, Kellogg's sore land, you know. But then, for some reason, he thought my name was Bella. Oh, that's equally as, okay, well, either And way. I don't know why. Whether it was because when I introduced myself earlier on in the day, because I saw him and I went, oh, I'm Hope Ellen, nice to meet you. Because I do that of everyone. Yeah, Hope Ellen. Whether he, it was loud and he thought Bella. Because the thing, he went, oh, it's okay, Bella, in the interview. And at the end, he went, nice to meet you, Bella. And I didn't correct him, Lewis. So now <laughs> he's going to think my name is Bella. Is it, oh. And I'm going to keep calling him Kale by mistake. <laughs> like a friggin' vegetable. That, oh dear. Well, Hope, do, do you know what? I trust your pronunciations more than mine. So I'm pleased <laughs> that you're the one delivering this news today. Well, I'll do my best. Hopefully I won't get the names as wrong as kale or bella um but yeah the game so the opening game so there are no fans allowed in the stadium so that's kind of one of the rules of this football of course because it means that players if 
the air raid sirens go, the players have to rush to bomb shelters. So that I don't think I don't believe that's happened as of yet. Um, but the Shakhtar Donetsk captain, who's called Taras Stepenko, was uh, said in an interview, "We have rules in case of an alarm, and we should go underground." But I think the team's players will be proud of this event, i.e., the event being the football going on. So there are there are normally eighteen teams in the league. Over this year, they've restarted with sixteen. And that's because there are two teams. One is Desnut Cherniev, and the other uh, the other team is Mariupol. Now, these two teams where the cities are from have been absolutely destroyed, of course, by the the ongoing um, again, war in Ukraine. So that has meant that there is no football to be played in those um, those cities. So it means that obviously eighteen is reduced to sixteen. Now they've also announced. That- can you just can, just take like? Can you imagine? Oh, I hope it gets what it gets worse. It's like it's it's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. And to well, I can having you playing football, and then is it going to be broadcast? Well, I'll get to that. In it. There actually is. Oh, sorry, you know, I'm jumping. The, I'm jumping ahead. So I, I don't worry. I hope we've got sections here because so all games are going to be played near Kiev and the sort of the further west. So kind of away from the front line, which is on the east side of Ukraine. Now, it will be that way, I think, for, for the people watching at home on YouTube. Um, but yes, the games will be shown domestically, but they will also be shown internationally on YouTube. And the, YouTube have signed a deal with Satanta for $16 million over three years, which actually is quite a good odds for a European um, a European. That's not league. a lot of money, is it? Well, no, it's not a lot of money, really. And some Premier League players earn more than that in one year. But in the grand scheme... For a league which has less coverage than, say, other leagues, again, in truth, I don't know what the rates before had been in the Ukrainian league, but from what I know from other domestic leagues, it's actually not bad. And given as well the state of the league currently and what's happening in terms of how many international players they've lost, there is definitely, definitely... I I think that's a bonus. Regardless, the point is they've managed to sign a deal, which is fantastic because... they've. I feel like they've probably been able to get more money for, for that because of what the political climate, because of what's happening there, yeah. people are more willing to support and watch what's happening. Yeah. There's there's a kind of, even though it's so negative as to why, there is definitely a light that's been shone on Ukraine. And there's more people, I feel, who support Ukraine and Ukrainians than don't. Do you know what I mean? No, 100%. I know. I'm absolutely right. And I think that also plays into a factor of, why people are going to follow this league. Not necessarily, it won't be every single English fan or European fan will follow, but I've actually kept in touch with it because it's quite interesting to read about and actually learn about some of the teams as we're going to get on to in just a minute. But um, so in terms of, and you've got to think as well, Hope, not only does this affect domestic football, it also affects uh, European football. So Ukrainian clubs that are playing in UEFA competitions, be it the Champions League, Europa League or Europa Conference, uh, they have actually played their games either in Poland, Slovakia or Sweden. And that's to protect... Uh, the opposition. So, you know, teams that are coming from, say, Portugal or Greece or wherever, obviously, if they travel to Ukraine, they're then put in danger as well. So they've hosted them in neutral venues to keep them safe. So Shakhtar Donetsk, who were top last season of the league, uh, the league... Oh, go. Got a question. Yes. Sorry. I didn't want to interrupt the flow, <laughs> okay. though I did. I was on a roll. But I also wanted to say it while I remembered it. I When you were saying you, uh, the Ukrainian Premier League... I was thinking it would just be teams in Ukraine. So like um, like here, when we have like London teams or Manchester United, Manchester City, I don't know, I don't understand why there's teams from other European countries like Greece. Oh, okay, I need to do, okay, we'll do pro- proper sports with that So that's the Champions League. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah you, you, I go... you thought I was ahead of what I am, Lewis. <laughs> I, thought, I, thought you were, I thought we'd gone over this, though. I thought you were on it. Um, you know how Liverpool play in the Champions League, Hope? So we go away to Scotland, we go to Real Madrid. Same thing in Ukraine. So in Ukraine, they'll be taking part in European competitions. So not only do they play... So I'll give you an example, right? We'll do it in, for Liverpool because it'll make more sense. So Liverpool this season are playing in the Premier League. But we're also playing in the Champions League. And that is the competition that we play European teams. So we've got Rangers. Yes. Yes, right. There you go. So so basically, Ukraine have started their Premier League. Yeah. But they've also started their Champions Correct. League. But the Champions League games have to be played in an... Yeah. They, they cannot be played in Ukraine because of the ongoing invasion from Russia. They have to go and they have to play in a different country to protect their opponents. So it would... As an example, I mean, I mean m- no, sorry. No, 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 you, you <laughs> I mean, maybe um, the Ukrainian footballers and 
the football industry wouldn't want this. Whoa. Sorry, my coffee nearly going all over me. But what could have been a case would have been the other another country could have hosted Ukrainian football, so it didn't need to stop. That is... Do you yeah, know what I mean? That's, that's true, Hope. I, I, I see a point, and I take that definitely. I think the only, the only thing that's difficult about that, though, is that you've got to think, when the invasion happens, if you're saying that you're going to continue the league and stuff, right? I'll give you an example. So let's say the Ukrainian league goes right, let's say back in February, March time, we're going to continue the league in Poland. Not only have you got to find all the different clubs or a place that can host all the teams in Poland while their football season is also going on. So you've got to balance that. You've also got to think too that they have to evacuate all of those players. And given the situation with people evacuating anyway, I don't know what that would have looked like. There is potential that would have happened. But what I can tell you is that in terms of the horrible reality of the situation, when the league curtailed, when the league was cut short because of the war, Shakhtar Donetsk had 50 players, at least 50 players, family and staff, in a hotel that was owned by their owner and they were effectively waiting to be evacuated. So they they were in a place together waiting to get out of Ukraine. And I, to be honest, Hope, I think at the time of the war going on, I can imagine that the last thing people would want to be doing is playing football. The one thing you want really is either safety or protection and to put yourself at risk playing football, even going to another country, I, I don't know if that would have been the right move, but I can see, I can see what you, I can see the thinking behind that though. I mean, Maybe there were offers that we just don't know about. Yeah, there could have been. From from countries to have done that. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, yeah. Okay, that they're taking everything kind of safe, safety into, um, into everything they're doing with launching this again. And they've obviously, they've made the decision not to have fans there and they've got the, the bomb shelters if needed. But I'm sure there are going to be players on that pitch who are terrified and maybe don't want to be there. Oh, hope uh, there, there absolutely will be. But equally, the you know the Shakhtar Donetsk captain was very proud of his team and, and the fact that people are returning to football. Even the um, the president Zelensky said it back in I think it was June time. He said in the interview that football is such a big thing in Ukraine and they wanted to bring it back as soon as possible. But the truth is, hope there are people and there are some incredible stories to tell you about. One of which I absolutely blew me away. And this is from a club called FC. And again, this is where I apologise for pronunciation, but it's I'm going to say it's FC. Kiribas Kirvi Ri, and it's spelt K-R-Y-V-B-A-S space K-R-Y-V-Y-I space R-I-H. So Yes, that's a hard one. Yeah, I'm not entirely <laughs> sure how to say that. But anyway, the city of, and I'm going to say Kirvi Ri, is in central Ukraine. Now, they've actually appointed a man this season called Yuri Vernidub. Now, Yuri Vernidub has been appointed the manager for the season. He's signed a three-year deal. And I when I read when I was reading this article, kind of learning about their club, I sort of stopped me, absolutely stopped me in my tracks because his photo of him when they, you know, managers hold up the shirt and stuff, he's holding the shirt with, you know, 2025, whatever it was on the back, three years, can't remember. But he's holding the shirt and he's in his military uniform. And the club have announced that his coaching will be split, his time will be split between military service and managing a club. So he has been fighting on the front line. Now, even more amazingly, Yuri actually managed a team last season called Sheriff Tiraspol. Now, they are in Moldova, so not in Ukraine, in Moldova. But they won the league last year. They also beat Real Madrid in an amazing win. They won 2-1 at the Bernabeu. So it's kind of incredible win from this team that no one really knew. He actually resigned from his job at Sheriff midway through the season to fight for his homeland. So he quit the job and he said, I'm going home. I, I don't want to take part anymore. And he has been on the front line. And so he is going to be managing the club while also, you know, doing military service. I just think mm -hmm. a complete act of bravery. And I'm sure there will be more stories like that with players. It's a, it's a phenomenal, phenomenal story. I don't know if I told you this. Um, did I tell you about Usyk when I was watching the, the fight with Dad? Yes, you did. And I just said, oh, he's been on the front line. Dad was like, what are you on about? No, he hasn't. I went, uh, he has. I feel like a lot of people have not only supported Ukraine and what's been going on because they feel like it's disgusting and wrong what Russia have done, but also because they've seen how proud Ukrainians are of their country and their courage and their strength to go out of their normal lives to be on the front line. 
And okay, I think there was a stage where it was like the men needed to stay back and do that. But a lot of them actually felt compelled to do it without being told they had to. Do you oh, know what I mean? Sure. And I mean, that's, a, that's an outsider's perspective. I've not, I'm no, not there, so know. I could you be know. chatting rubbish. Yeah, we don't know. But from what was portrayed on the media, and that's what would have swayed people's opinions. Oh, it's amazing. And, and the fact that he is managing in a top football league, you know, this isn't Sunday League Hope where it's kind of, it doesn't matter. There is money on the line in this league. There are also big name players. Um, and, and it's incredible. And I think he's, he's one of, I'm sure, many people who has had to face that sort of reality of, what do I do? And it's been amazing as well. The Ukrainian league has been so accommodating for that, that he is able to split military service with coaching as well, um, which is amazing. But the truth is, Hope, there is a horrible reality behind, behind the football league and there's, you know, it's overshadowed completely. So there's a team called FC Kerbas. Now they posted their players in training and in amongst sort of the, you know, their typical Instagram posts and seeing the players in action and pre-season and stuff. They also posted a young fan by the name of Ruslan Medanik. And he was sadly killed in action. He was a massive supporter of the club. And it makes you think that this is more, it's more than just football. It's not a league going on, you know. And I think we, say in England or say in European leagues, take for granted the luxury of just playing football with nothing else going on in the background right now. And it reminded me a bit in the same way of how COVID worked in that, you know, there weren't fans in the stadiums and we were all locked at home. But their reason is completely different. And you can only imagine the feeling of, um, of the players, I think managers, anyone involved in the league and how difficult it must be to go week in, week out and play. So we'll have to see what happens with the league. Of course, it is continuing at the moment. They're two. Most teams have played two games. They're, more games are being played this weekend, which is time of recording Friday. So they're playing tomorrow. Um, but we'll have to wait and see. I don't know exactly what's going to happen with the league. And of course, if anything, I guess, happened with Kiev and Russia, um, that might then impact the football. I mean, it's a huge thing. Even though fans aren't able to be there, the fact that it's coming back will give the nation hope that things are getting better. I mean, I saw something the other day that about um, McDonald's is reopening in Ukraine. Yes, I saw that as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which, which sounds like really like mundane. But imagine being, you, you see that and then you'd be like, things are going back to normal. Like, this is good. Things, And so that would be a huge thing for people's kind of hearts and their their minds to see that football is back also world cup is this year isn't it will ukraine be in the world cup no they lost sadly hope they lost to wales oh yeah they had the playoff final they played wales and they they were defeated sadly so no they won't they won't be there and when is the world cup and where the world cup starts november November 12th, England, the football teams leave. Well, England, all I know is the English teams leave. I mean, November November is fine. Okay. It's going <laughs> to be a pre precise date and time. No, it's mid, it's <laughs> mid-November to mid-December. So it's six weeks long. Um, and it's held in Qatar, as we've discussed before, with the human rights issues going on there. Yes. Yeah. So just before Christmas. Yes. and But it completely interrupts the football league, which is a bit rubbish really so it means that all the teams are going to be disrupted and the league is put on pause for a competition which debatably shouldn't be happening but again that's a whole different conversation for a different day mm. I mean it will be on the same time as X Factor starts <laughs> Boo. that's always the, the build up to Christmas isn't it hope not that I watch it anymore say watched it like 10 years ago but that is a sign that Christmas is coming. It's weird though, isn't it? How much like X Factor Britain's Got Talent, the voice kind of just fell off. Like, again, if you're bored... It's because it was just too many of them. Yeah, and... Also, Britain's Got Talent used to annoy me because you get singers on there and it's like, we're on the wrong show. Get on X Factor. <laughs> no, I... Like, do you know what I mean? What? You're meant to be performing with your dog here, I not think you singing. Be, should just be one, like, one super show. You should have one super show where everyone can audition for it. It's all exciting. That way you build, rather than having, you know, it's like knitting's got talent or, you know, who can make their dog jump through the more hoops, the fuck, whatever, you know, because it gets, some of the, some of the people do amazing things. It's, some of it is very, very cool, but other stuff you look at and it's just, it is boring. And if I'm, oh, if I'm, I thought you were going to say, I was between two words that you might've said there based on how I know you and your phrases. Boring was one of them. The other one would have been pants. <laughs> no, I haven't used that one in a long time. It's okay. It is pants. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I mean, back on track. So yes, 
incredible for the Ukrainian Football League. And of course, we wish everyone in Ukraine all the best in terms of from a football perspective and everyone there. Hopefully there is peace very, very soon and, and the league can continue. And also that fans can return to stadiums, hope, because that'd be amazing as well. You know, it, it's it, I remember how difficult it was being at home watching the football. But equally, as you said, a bit like McDonald's returning, I actually reckon that the league coming back means that it's there is some regularity to life. And it means that your club might be playing X team and you're excited for that. Or there could be a derby behind closed doors. Who knows? Um, but yeah, hopefully there is peace very, yeah. very soon and the league can continue. On the note of football in this country, yes. obviously you're wearing your Liverpool shirt there. I don't, I don't need to wear a shirt because it's tattooed on my heart. <laughs> I was speaking to someone the other day and he's, he was laughing at me because I was like, I don't know who we're playing, but I know we need three points. Did we get the three points, Lewis? Against Newcastle, Hope, ninety eighth yeah. minute, right? We got we so we needed the two we needed the two goals. We needed one goal. We, it was one one. It was one one in the ninety eighth minute, and we needed to. Sc- no, I know, but in terms of getting the three points. Oh, sorry. Yes, we went one nil down. Right, first half we were absolutely dreadful. Went into the half one nil down. We were awful. We played so poorly. It was just dreadful. It was pants. Yeah, it was pa- it literally pants. It was awful. Anyway, second half start. Yeah, it didn't really pick up. It was okay. Then he makes a substitution. Fabio Carvalho comes on the pitch. Absolute flipping legend. He comes on. 1-1, right? So we're back in the game. Clock's ticking, clock's ticking. We're pushing, pushing, pushing. Then 98 flipping minute, right? That's brilliant. Mo Salah. I can't even think is it was it was pandemonium. I, I honestly, I, I don't even, I do remember it. It wasn't a blur, but as in, it was a blur in the sense. It was a backwards kick, wasn't it? Yeah. It was like a panicked. So it hit, like, it hit Mo's shoulder. He kind of like shouldered it and it fell to Fabio who hit it underside of the bar and in. And he went absolutely mental. The pub that I was in erupted. It was brilliant. What do you think of Mo at the moment? Oh, I hope. Uh, um, I mean, in fairness, he, so, you know, he got two assists on, he got two assists on Wednesday night. So that can't be, you know, you, you can't say he's been terrible. But since... Since AFCON Hope, which was in January, it's the African Cup of Nations, Mo went away with Egypt to play in that. And upon yeah, re- I remember yeah, this. Upon returning, I don't know. He hasn't really been the same player. But then a lot of players haven't this season. Andy, and again, I don't ever like calling out players, and I'm not doing it in a cynical way. I'm just saying someone like Andy Robertson as well this season hasn't looked the players the player he was last year. And I think the reason for people like Mo, Andy, these sort of players is that they we Liverpool played the most amount of games in England last year. So we played. So I think was it fifty four games, fifty something, some stupid number. Don't know why you're asking no. me. <laughs> okay. I'm the dummy here, Lewis. Remember how it works. Uh, to be fair, it was more of a rhetorical in my head question to myself. I wasn't really because oh, again, it, weren't even weren't even mistaking me for like, being genius. Like your little, like your little nephew. Talking I wasn't to talking to you. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, the men in my life. Gosh. <laughs> um, but so, anyway, yes. So. People like Mo Robertson, the trouble with it is, Hope, and this is kind of my perspective on it, is that they haven't been given a rest. You know, we had preseason, the mm. league ends. Liverpool played the most amount of preseason games in comparison to any club. So most teams normally play about three games in preseason, give or take. We played six. And you think as well, we were playing our first team players and that we were rotating, they were working hard in countries as well that aren't cold all summer long. And I don't believe the Liverpool squad has had enough investment investment in the summer and enough rotation and in terms of freshing it up, if you will, in inverted commas, you know, bringing in new players to give other players a rest, other players a chance. Whereas now, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, and I'm sure I'm correct, so Liverpool, Liverpool played, who did we play? Was it Southampton? Right. There was a game, anyway, back in 2017. I can't remember exactly who it was, but the point to tell you is nine out of the 11 players that played in the game, I think it was two weeks ago, of the 11 players in our squad, nine of them were in the same team that Jurgen Klopp managed five years ago. Now, you can interpret wow. that in one yeah, you can interpret that in one or two ways. One is that we've built an amazing squad, which is true. No doubt about it. Great squad. The other is that we've had no investment. We haven't had any freshing up. And in fairness, we currently have about three gazillion injuries. Everyone seems to be injured, but even still. Yeah, oh my gosh. Yeah. Fiag- is yeah, it Fiago? Fiago yeah. Is that how you say his name? Injured. Fiago. Oh. Oh. Um, also, we did have investment. Nunes. Look what happened there. 
Although he's back next game, he isn't is, he? Hope. He's back tomorrow against Everton for the derby. But even oh, still, hope, the point is... He would have got a big slap on the wrist for that oh, behaviour. Klopp would have gone absolutely... Cr- I can't! I would have been so yeah, scared of that, Klopp shouting at that, me. That, <laughs> that dressing room would have been awful. But, um, oh, but no, I'd be there. Okay, I take it back. I, I take your point that we have an investment. But even still... Yeah, but not no, enough. Manchester United hope spent two hundred and twenty million pounds in the summer. Manchester City bought probably the greatest striker in the world in current success. Um, Chelsea have invested about a trillion pounds in their defence. Raheem, yeah, and Raheem, they bought Raheem up front too. So the tricky thing is really, you don't necessarily we don't necessarily need to invest. We have a squad that is good enough to compete. There's no doubt. But when you look at players like Mo, players like Robertson, players even like Van Dijk. They all look knackered. They look absolutely knackered. So here's some theories from my family. Yes. Mum thinks Virgil van Dijk has not been the same for years. <laughs> um, my brother and dad think he doesn't run to the front as much as he used to. He just stays in his position. But I said maybe he's been told to do that. And my brother thinks Mo Salah has not been the same since he got his new contract because he got what he wanted. Yeah, I mean, there are... And also Mane's gone. And Mo and Mane were like, I don't know if they were actually friends off the pitch, but they were besties on the pitch. I hope it is difficult. And the truth as well is that when you've got a player like Darwin, say, so Nunez comes in, you know, first game he comes off the bench, second game he comes in and he starts and of course he gets his red card. That's the sort of thing where you need him to stay fit because three, four, five games playing together up front and whether that is with Firmino or Mo or whoever is in our front line or Luis Diaz, you then build a rapport, you start to gel. Whereas the trouble we've got now is that Nunez comes in, first, well, first starting game, red card, right? So that means he's then not available, which is just silly. So he then comes back, great. So he's back for Everton, fantastic. The problem we've got is that when you have players that come in that are brand new and aren't able to gel, there is a massive problem because you need them to settle in. Oh, man new, we saw exactly, that. No, no, exactly as we discussed, that they looked they looked awful. But the point is, the players they've invested are settled into the squad. You know, their um, their left back they've signed is a settled player now. He's in the team. He's likely to probably start every single game debatably. And I'm not upset with our investment. I can see the reasons why. Again, it's a longer conversation for a different day, but. The the truth is they are planning next summer hope to go big and they're gonna they, they are gonna go all in for big players, which is fantastic. But the fact is we have a season in front of us and there's no doubt that the World Cup, as I've always said and I will say, is gonna disrupt things. I think the World Cup is definitely gonna disrupt seasons. Mm. But even still, we have a season to play. And so to not invest anything to just go, oh, we'll just do it next summer is like What? Well also and if we do so badly this summer, then the good players might be like, Well, I don't want to join that team. So you hope you should. You need to become chairman of Liverpool. I mean, if the money's right, they probably would. <laughs> yeah, but... I mean, it might do. <laughs> Can I just say, man? I saw a clip of Manu yesterday. Um, my brother and dad were watching it, and I popped yeah. in the room, and they looked better. They looked very good yesterday. Hope... Also, Everton are going to be frustrating tomorrow because Everton are the most stop-start time wasters that there bloody is. <laughs> so no, I'll answer that. In the... To be fair, hope United looked decent. They do. They did yesterday. I was like, whoa! Look at that tricky feat. Someone nutmeg someone. Apparently, you have to shout nutmeg if you actually nutmeg someone. Hey, I'm proud. there you go. I'm good at that. Yeah, you do. Or you go, whoa. But that's, that's impressive. Um, Way nutmeg. Like whereas Everton are, Everton are awful. So, but hope the, the trouble with the Merseyside derby is it's always difficult. We're going, we're going to Goodison Park. It's never an easy place to go. It's, again, it's one of those seasons where I just worry. There's history. Yeah, and I'm not, the truth is, Hope, unfortunately, I'm not trying to be pessimistic, but I'm not confident. And I think... Darwin being back is fantastic. We got that late winner. Great. That's going to fuel the boys for sure. But Everton are in an absolutely dire run of form. And if there's ever a game, just like I said with United, just like I said with United, if there is ever a game they're going to bounce back against, it's going to be Liverpool. But we can be, we can be optimistic. We can be hopeful. Me and my nephew call uh, Pickford, pick your nosefood. <laughs> my, ne- my nephew loves that. Oh, pick your nosefood. I'm like, yes, Charlie. Um, and what else was I going to say? I was, I'm gutted. I was meant to be in Liverpool this weekend. Oh, that's such a shame. Oh, I know. And I would have been around all the scenario and I didn't go. That is a shame. <laughs> Never mind. But yeah. I know, I'm gutted. All... Honestly, gutted. But I'll be watching yeah, it anyway. Of course. I actually, I sadly hope I'm going to be at work, but I will be listening on the radio. So I'll tune in. I'll have talk sport on. Oh, that is not no, the same. I know, but I'll, I'll... You'll be serving people coffees thinking, oh. I, 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 will. <laughs> I don't know why you've got shakes. <laughs> Maybe it's the rage. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to, 
if we're going to do, we'll do predictions in a second. But I hope, I'm not going to lie. As always, Liverpool fans have got to be optimistic. So I'm going to be, I am going to be hopeful. I'm going to say going forwards, I think we'll be all right. I think we have enough investment in the squad. And equally, when those players do return from injury, we're going to get top four. It's going to be okay. Um, I'm not confident about the league. I just think City are way too strong. But for tomorrow, Everton against Liverpool, I am going to say, I don't want to say a draw, but I don't, um, awful. Right. I thought you were going to be optimistic. What on I earth? Am. Okay, I'm going, to be, I'm going to say one to Liverpool. Right. I've got two guesses. Well, it's like, and when it could, it could be two <laughs> on. No, because one might be, be a bit, one, could be. one might be too optimistic. Right, on, then. Oh, dear. 2-1 yeah we win 4-2 we win 4-2 wow that is a that's a big right you know what we'll do we'll hold, that is a big prediction we'll, we'll hold you to that to be fair it could be high scoring I think both defences are leaky there's no doubt um, a 4 that would be a classic to be fair a good and that would be a big big game okay right well let's stick with that I'll, wouldn't that be great I'll say my boring 1-0 and <laughs> you can go for the big scoreline <laughs> but I've realised We've been speaking for ages. We haven't gone back to our stories. <laughs> I know. Right. Sorry if you don't like Liverpool, by the people, way. People listening. <laughs> you can just skip the last yeah, 20 we'll, minutes. We'll make an official announcement on the post to let people know what to skip if you don't care. <laughs> but moving on to story number two. Yes, Hope. Story number two. And we're finally getting to it. We're talking quite an interesting story. I think a story that I'd be interested to hear your thoughts about, Hope, because it's vaguely, again, involving the world of YouTube. Now, we're talking about Mr. Floyd... Mayweather. Oh, do you want to tell you a funny story about Floyd Mayweather? Go on. I don't know if I told you this before. No, have you met him? So when I first moved to London, I can't remember how it started, but I had... That's not like it was going to be a romance. It really did. <laughs> I don't know how it started, but there was a coffee shop in Shoreditch. And it was that... <laughs> so Floyd Mayweather got in touch with me and I can't remember how it started. It might have been an email. What? And then we were WhatsApping and he was sending me selfies of him like by the pool and we were chatting every day and he wanted to FaceTime and all this stuff. And he was going to come to London. And we were, he was going to take me out on like with my friends to like this bar. Um, and then he asked for nudes and I realised it wasn't Floyd Mayweather. I was getting catfished. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I was aware that I might have been getting catfished. Like I, oh. I, was, I remember being at work and I was saying to the girls about it. They're like, oh my God. And I went, it's probably not him. I went, I'm pretty sure it's not Floyd Mayweather. But it might be because that optimistic spark in me. So I was like, it might be. You bet it was the email of like floyd.mayweather443412 at gmail. Yahoo. I think I still got it on my phone, actually. How funny is that, though? I can't believe that. <laughs> the fact you gave this person your number as well. Oh my well, God. They can't do anything with a number, can they? Yeah, Floyd Mayweather, J Junior at gmx.com. I still got him on my phone. Wow, that is that is um, well, Floyd Mayweather Junior at gmx.com. Wherever you are, my friend, text hope again. She misses you. Um, <laughs> coming back. Oh my God. <laughs> to the real Floyd Mayweather. So that is hope. Can, can the real Floyd Mayweather please stand up? Can the real Floyd Mayweather please stand up? Well, your one won't be for sure. Your bloke's probably not. There's definitely not his name. <laughs> Mine's just some like fat perv behind a. What well, doesn't matter yeah. if it's fat or not, but some perv behind a computer screen. Yeah, dear me. But also, before we get rolling, that why do people do that? What is the what is the excitement of pretending to be somebody else and texting women for like like get a life? And the fact is, as well, again, I know some people are naive enough to do that, but it becomes pretty obvious it's not Floyd Mayweather. When, when they start asking things like that, you know, it's just... It's, it's, but, anyway. oh, I mean, give him or her credit. Mm. They eased into that after about two weeks. Wow. Mm. Wouldn't have got any bank details from me, though. And even if they did, <laughs> they wouldn't get a lot of money from me. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, hey, I'll buy yourself a 99p chicken mayo. That's all I've got. <laughs> the real Floyd Mayweather needs no more money because he is loaded. So oh, he is. He, the 50 and 0 boxing legend is actually going to take on an MMA fighter and YouTuber called Mikuru Asakura um, in an exhibition fight. Now, this is going to take place in Japan on September 25th, which is my dad's birthday. So happy birthday, dad. Happy um, birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Mr. Pierce. <laughs> 
Thank okay. you. Now, it's kind of, we're going to give a quick, I'm going to go sports. Oh, things, but quick, speed. sorry, just quickly. Did they have yeah. a nice holiday, your mum and dad? Yes, they did. They had a lovely holiday. Oh, fun fact, actually, at the hotel they were staying in, they bumped into Becky Hill. So there you go. That's a fun fact oh. for you. Yeah, he's very fun. Now, Mikuru Asakura, he is a 16-3 and three fighter. He's a mixed martial artist. And he's fought in the featherweight division of the Risen Fighting Federation. I don't know what the regional Risen is. It might be in, It might be a Japanese thing. I wasn't entirely sure. No idea. No. Okay. Well, anyway, he's also a two-division champion in the MMA. Um, but it's quite interesting because... Uh, Mayweather actually flew back in 2017, he, sorry, 2018, he flew to Tokyo and he was offered $9 million by Rizin as well to, to have a three-round exhibition against another kickboxing star who's called Teshin Nasuka, um, Nasukawa. Yeah, Nasukawa. And unfortunately, well, no surprise, it was an easy day at the office for Mayweather. He actually dropped the opponent who was undersized him. by He dropped him three times and this guy looked tiny in comparison he actually made him cry. So, like, oh. it was, yeah, it was that it, it was that easy for Mayweather. Now, Hope, I was interested because this man... Oh, my God, imagine. I've never seen someone cry in the ring. No, I, again, it, it was, yeah. I actually, I didn't ever watch the clip, but from what I read, he also then started dancing around the ring in celebration. I was thinking, Floyd, my friend, he's that impressive. Like, you, you know, you've obviously beaten a champion, but you are, like, you're a boxing legend. And so you're taking on someone who is, a, you know, who's not even in the same field as you. Anyway, I'd like to see an exhibition fight between Floyd and Ricky Hatton. Well, I hope you beat me too, because I was going to ask if you could have any oh, sorry. exhibition. Because this is the fun, this is why I brought this story in, because I thought actually, of course he'll be doing it for the money. It's a bit of fun. He did say in an interview as well, he loves traveling around the world, entertaining people. But if you could have one, and let's not say Floyd, let's say just an exhibition. If you could have two people fighting in an exhibition match, who are you picking? <laughs> Do you know how it's popped in my head? Go on. Michael Jackson. If he was fighting, I'd be really worried at this point. <laughs> no, but like, if we're doing like Dead or Alive. Oh, sorry. Okay, if we're doing... Yeah, we're doing oh, okay, right, I'm with you. Go on, go on. <laughs> I'm not meaning like dig him up. <laughs> Skeleton boy. But you mean... But you mean... You're talking so back in the day. Yeah, smooth criminal. Boom, boom, but a boom, boom. Punch with a boom, boom, but a... You know what? Um... Yeah, I don't know why I popped in my head. But <laughs> Michael Jackson. Can you imagine Michael Jackson in the ring? Oh no, he. I think he'd be quite smooth. Like he'd moonwalk away for his opponent. You know, he could do his little. <laughs> yeah, he could do his he kick might. I reckon he'd, he'd probably be better. You know, my thought on someone like him, Hope. I reckon he'd be best at um at like MMA because because you can kick in that. You know, when he does his twirls and he does his leg stuff with his, you know, and he goes, yeah. "Whoa!" I reckon he'd be quite smooth. <laughs> do you, have you ever seen scare? Have you seen Scary Movie? No, I can't. I couldn't bring myself just because it's silly. Uh, okay, well, I watched it when I was younger. Probably won't watch it now. Probably because I was scared of it. <laughs> oh my days! Is it scary movie four? There's a little boy in it who's like meant to be the Grudge, and it's right. not even. He's just a little boy who's painted white. But I was terrified of it for like ten years. Anyway, Michael Jackson's in it, not real Michael Jackson, like, and his nose falls off, <laughs> and that's what would happen in the ring. <laughs> Oh my days! Right, so we're going. There's loads of fly off. So you've picked. Okay, so you've gone. Who's the other one then? So we've got. I don't know who the opponent is. In the blue. Co- Wait, what songs he got that associated to color? Oh, it don't matter if you're black or white. We can't really pick then. Um, in <laughs> doesn't matter if you're blue or red. Yeah, in the in the neutral corner, we've got Michael Jackson, and in the other corner, who have we got? Hmm. You've got to think. You've got to match. We're talking featherweight. Like Michael Jackson's pretty little, so you've got to match someone with him. Actually, I know who I'm going for. I know. Oh, go on. I know who I'm going for. Go on, you go. Just because you said little H. <laughs> H. Okay. <laughs> I was gonna... And MJ. I think H would win. I think he would too. I was going to go for Carl Pilkington. What, from that show where he travels around? Idiot abroad. <laughs> <laughs> I just think him in a boxing <laughs> would be unbelievable. I think he'd have quite a good attitude. Yeah, I think he'd be tough. I think he'd be scared. But again, I think MJ might be tough. I don't know, because... Don't forget, MJ's the difference is right. If we if we're doing, let's say, Carl versus Carl versus MJ, MJ's a man for performing, so he's going to have stamina, he's going to have grit. But equally, you know, Carl Pilkington hates everything, and so they'll he'll find yeah. a way to moan about it, but he'll get through it. And I be, I definitely bet he had a part of him that hated MJ. Yeah, he probably, oh that MJ guy, I can't stand him. Oh, his music's so yeah. annoying. Yeah, it'll be, it'll, it'll, there'll be something yeah. about him that he's he too he's a funny. He is a. Funny, do you know what? Funny, if journalism funny. never works out for you. You can do impressions for a living because you're brilliant. 
Thanks, Harry. You know what? Actually, saying that once I'm done with university, I'm going to contact voiceover agents because I need to. I should do that. I should do it. Yeah. Well, I mean, why don't you do it now? Well, I should do it I, again. But the trouble. All is- about grabbing the present moment, Lewis. <laughs> Not strangling it. <laughs> I mean, you can't. <laughs> Hey. This episode's off the rails and I love so it. We, 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 uh, we're the plot. Can um, I just say, I'm putting it out there, right? For anyone listening, I would love to be in a charity boxing match. Or I, I would love to fight. So <laughs> please consider, if you need a woman, I reckon I'd be about bantamweight. If I was in shape, probably even less than that. But See, this is what little nephews do I've to got you. my big butt. This is what little nephews do to you. I want to fight. <laughs> I think I'd be alright in the ring, you know. I think you would too. I'd be, I would be quite scared. I'm quite. You. Well, then, hope get down, get down the gym, get training. Let's get you involved. I can interview you then. We're coming back on track. Look, if anyone, if any boxing promoters would like to get Hope involved for a charity match, then let her know. Equally, and um, come back to Floyd. Well, we'll have to wait and see how he's uh, like. Quickly, I was hoping to interview KSI the other day, and I was going to say to him, "If you need females," but I didn't get to interview him. Oh, that's a shame. Never mind. Do you know what's funny? There was a big wax figure of him standing and I thought it, it thought, generally thought it was him and I was like, he literally hasn't moved in five hours. <laughs> what's he doing? And then someone was like, that's wax. I went, oh, I thought it was, why is he still, oh, man? I, I got a selfie with him. I'll, uh, I'll yes. put it here. Anyway, back to Floyd. But yeah, in short, hope we'll have to wait and see how he gets on on September 25th. No doubt he'll win. Um, he'll earn himself some more money. But yeah, fair play. You know, even though he's kind of retired, he's still kicking on. He's keeping people busy. Um, and he's still producing big dubs. So there you go. But hope that really is enough about Floyd. And we'll move on to story number two. Um, to wrap up. You, uh, you, sorry, quickly. Yes. How old is Floyd Mayweather? He's 50. Oof. No, is he 50? No, he might be. If he was. I think he's older than that. He was 45. I feel like he's been kicking about for he years. Was 45 in 2018. No, I think he is 50. Floyd Mayweather is. What? Doop, doop. Oh, I told Fibs. He's 45. Sorry. Take it back. Oh. He's 45. There you go. Anyway. Oh, sorry, Floyd. I thought you were about 65. <laughs> Blimey. Well, the bloke that you were texting might have been 65, but this Floyd definitely isn't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. Moving on. Oh, sorry. Story number three. And to wrap it all up, Hope, we're talking about another tennis tournament and another bit of drama from Mr. Roger Federer. Nick Kyrgios, not Roger Federer. He doesn't even play. Of course, another tennis tournament, the US Open. And Mr. Nick Kyrgios, as always, is causing controversy. And to be fair, part of it wasn't his fault. The other part, I can kind of, well, I can kind of get why the media lashed out. But yes, in short... Nick Kyrgios advanced. He beat a Frenchman called Ben Bonzo in three sets to one. Bonjour, Ben Bonzo. I'm going to pretend I didn't hear that. Um, and Why? It was great. Know, but, um, trouble is, when I don't have words, it says a lot, doesn't it? No, I'm only joking. To be fair. It does. Go on, do it again. <laughs> no. Oh, really? All right, fine. Um, anyway, in the third set, so, I mean... I was quite surprised and interested. And again, I'm interested to get your opinion, Hope, because I was quite surprised by this that they even allow this. So, in the third set, all of a sudden, Nick went over to the umpire and said he was a be- he was being affected by marijuana smoke in the air. So, someone in the venue was smoking weed. Now, on the court, it's quite funny actually because on court he said it's effing marijuana. It was smoke. Obviously, I'm not going to complain about food. So, obviously, that I completely get. And in his post match interview. He said, people don't know I'm a heavy asthmatic. When I'm running side to side, I'm struggling to breathe. It's probably not something I want to breathe in between points. What I was thinking was, which idiot decides? Again, but I don't, that's what I don't understand. In most venues in the US that I've been to, you're not allowed to smoke. So I've never really, I've never heard a story quite like this. I was quite surprised, to be honest. Firstly, I think he just has excuses all the time. And secondly, did you know that fox urine smells the same as weed yes i do we get foxes in our garden and it stinks so when you so sometimes you might smell weed and you're like oh someone's being cheeky and then you're like oh no it's just a fox had a wee see so maybe the stadium had loads of foxes come in before the game weed all over the grass and then he kept smelling that i mean <laughs> that i think that's the only that is the only logical explanation yeah, that's the only way it makes no other sense it must have been foxes running into the stadium doing wheeze and you know they have foxes in the us but there you go apparently they must have some in uh, flushing meadows um now i've also got a bit 
it got a bit gross because um because all the fox wee. no well in that may be in the reaction to the fox wee, and, and i think you're wetting yourself that was ridiculous then he was actually issued a code violation for abusing his own team so i couldn't tell whether he lost the point or the set because i only saw a quick clip on you on uh, on twitter but he actually when he lost the point he was opposite his box and he spat towards him there was a close-up of him spitting um, and he got a conduct warning and he basically made this comment about the fact that, you know, if they're not going to support him, they should go home. A bit like we saw, do you remember at Wimbledon Hope we spoke about before when he was in the final? Oh, can you imagine being his girlfriend or wife? He'd be right oh, pain in And he also was saying about how weird everyone is in America and why people live there and it's all backwards and stuff. Anyway, just again, finding a reason to moan. Um, but interestingly, the, the interesting thing is, so six years ago, he actually has had some drama in the US before because six years ago, he actually responded to a Twitter follower who said that on tour, US tennis players were allowed to smoke weed. Now, this actually led the doping organization WADA, which is W A D A, uh, to, to con- <laughs> WADA! It's like, what's up? Oh, my name is that annoying orange. That is men. I, that is crazy to think about. Yeah, Do you that, that was my time. That was, that was prime YouTube. That was, was that 2011? Do you remember that? Uh, there used to be, back in the day, you could like, buy songs on the telly for your ringtone no oh and they used to be like a skeleton man who was like the grim reaper and he used to be like use this code for this song it's weird isn't it how different our, like our life has been even the five or six only a few eight, years that is, it's honestly bizarre it really is i feel like nick is a bit of a drama queen and blames he's like you know that phrase where it's like oh god not the phrase again where we've done this oh, before no. a bad Someone who's bad at their thing blames their tools. I feel like he blames everyone else and makes excuses. Yeah. But in fairness, Hope, that's his tactic and his tactic's brilliant because it works for him. And we'll have to see how he gets on. I mean, well, he gets attention, I suppose. Well, of course. And he, you know, he attracts massive crowds. And the truth is, Serena Williams advanced. That was incredible. Emirati Khanu got knocked out. But the, overshad- the, sorry, the overall headlines were for Nick. And that's what he does. He, he can draw... He can draw attention to himself even when his game say isn't that important, isn't that big in comparison to other people performing. So yeah, Serena's still in one after she gets on, so she's smashing it um, for a little farewell for a farewell uh, tournament. So we'll have to see how she gets on. But yeah, that everybody was the Sports for Dummies episode seven. Thank you. Oh, oh, sorry, you were going to do a really nice, polite little end in there. Serena Williams oh, glittery outfit. My mum walked in and went, "Oh, what is she wearing?" <laughs> This. And my brother was like, "Yeah, she's really annoying." <laughs> oh, bless her! She's, she's trying to play a game on a farewell tour. She looks awful. Oh, she's annoying. Ah, yeah, he's like, just give her a chance. She hasn't even played yet, and you're already moaning. But yeah, all the best to Serena as well for yeah. people being rude to her. And but yeah, thank you very much, everyone, for listening today. And please do let us know any stories we've missed, anything that we could have spoken about. Let us know what we've missed in the world of sports. But. For everyone here at Sports and Dummies, which is just me and Hope, thank you for listening as always and tuning in. And hopefully in weeks to come, we will have a couple of guests on, depending on what's going down. So keep your eyes on the prize as always for that. For those, Oh, just one eye this time. Well, I, I, I couldn't, I didn't have enough time to do two. So I thought the monocle would There's work. always time. Um, There's always time, babes. Oh, sorry. <laughs> babes, I don't know we... why I said babes. All There's right, always babes. time, babes. Right. See you later, everyone. Bye, babes. <laughs> Bye. Right, go on, Hope. Say you're a bit then we'll go. Babes. <laughs> Um, if you've enjoyed this episode and the randomness of it all, please let Bye. us know. Sportsandummiespodcast at gmail.com. We'll see you next week for episode eight. Bye, everyone. Yes, Bye. we will. See you. Bye, everybody. Oh, that was a bit depressing at the end. But- Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.